Hey, Buzzheads, welcome to the 70s Buzz Podcast. I'm Curtis Tucker. And I'm Todd Wheeler, bringing you our memories, or lack thereof, of growing up in the 70s. We are not a history podcast. We just want you guys to know that. Sometimes we get things wrong, and if you listen to us long enough, you're going to be screaming at your device trying to give us the right answers. Listen up as we recount growing up in the Midwest and our unique experience. Go to 70sbuzz.com for more info and leave us your thoughts. Let us know if you guys have any show ideas, if you'd like us to uh, get you on as an advertiser. And don't forget, please leave us reviews on your favorite podcasting apps. Ah, no. Oh. Ah. That sounds like something I recognize. Yes. Well, you should after a hundred and some episodes. One million episodes. One million episodes. Eighty. Should be around $84,000. For all the good that does. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. Maybe we should get Adam Sandler to do a movie about the 70s. And he could, we, we could be like, what do they call those technical consultants or whatever? <laughs> hey. 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 It's like, hey, back in the 70s, how'd you guys do this? Well, let me show you. Hey. We'd get a bicycle and a ramp and jump over everybody you didn't want to be the guy furthest away from the ramp <laughs> oh yeah no because you you know when you'd lay or, down or the guy first because if yeah some people didn't jump they just went off the end <laughs> yeah uh, oh those were the good old days uh, riding our bicycles around the neighborhood jumping things jumping things and curbs and yeah yeah i always yeah. remember when uh somebody was working on their driveway this was in the this was in the early 70s on Arthur Street, or maybe it was Park. It was Park. Park and Arthur. Mm-hmm. Somebody was living in a house, and I think they were redoing their their uh, driveway. So they had a pile of sand in the street, and Eric Wright was leaving Steve Ropp's house, and he said, I'm going to jump that pile of sand. <laughs> and we all laughed and said, okay, bet you can't. Yeah. And so he went and he jumped it and landed and crashed and fell off his bike and busted half of his front tooth. <laughs> had, to, had, uh, had to go get his tooth fixed. Uh, oh, the memories. Uh, the memories, memories from the 70s. Memories like the... Oh, that reminds us. But that's, yeah, that's not what tonight's episode is about. No. Not bicycles and jumping things. It's about love. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, man. Yeah, I love you. We love all our listeners, too. We love you guys. You guys are groovy, and we love you. Far out, man. Hold my hand. <laughs> I want to hold your hand. I want to. Oh, by the way, welcome to the 70s Buzz Podcast. Oh, hey, Buzzheads. Welcome to the show. It is uh, like February, close to 11th. February 14th. Well, what's February 14th? It would be a Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, that's true. So to celebrate Friday, I think, and uh, because we didn't have another subject at the moment, uh, <laughs> we're going to do uh, 1970s romantic movies. Yeah, which is way different, way different than 1980s or oh. 90s romantic movies. Yeah, they were movies in the romantic movies in the 70s were. It was not a. They were different. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't fun. Yeah, not, they. Yeah, there was. They. Yeah, some even, of them were. Even the, well, but even the ones that they called rom coms. Yeah, they aren't. They. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think they called them rom coms back then, did they? I don't think so. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and then some of them on some of the lists that I found, no. Some of the movies that they were considering romantic yeah. from the seventy, I'm like, no, that was not like Rocky. Yeah, Rocky was not <laughs> a romantic. Yeah, I saw that list. Too. I was like, no, Rocky's not going on my list. So. Yeah. These are our lists, yeah, and we just take them from, yeah. you know, we go and see it, which movies were released in the seventies, and we have both compiled our own lists. Yeah, yeah. There's a, you know, and there's there's romantic comedies, there's dramatic comedies, there's fantasy romance, there's historical romance, musical romance, teen romance, and romantic thrillers. Ooh. I don't remember any romantic thrillers. From yeah, I think I, I wonder if I, I saw one, but I can't remember. And I think when I saw it, I was like, ooh, that's not a romantic movie. Yeah. But I can't remember which one it was. Some but, of these uh, lists are like, anytime there was a relationship at all between a man and a woman, they called it a Yeah, if there was a, a male and a female actor, they called it a, I was like, yeah. no, that is not. Yeah. But uh, 
So even though maybe the romantic movies weren't the best in the 70s, everything else yeah. was better in the 70s. And why was it better in the 70s, Mr. Wheeler? Because it was, was the greatest decade known to man! Yes, it was. It, it, up until this point, and so far, so good. It's still pretty good. Yeah. The 20s, the 20s they're going to be pretty good, I guess. Yeah. I'd like to live back in the 1920s, like a... Jay Gatsby and all those guys. Hey, Gatsby. It was one. That could be one. It was one. But we got to start with the. The? What did it say? Quintessential. Quintessential? 70s love story. Oh, you mean love Love story? story? That was the first movie I think I cried at. Oh, you remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I was, yeah. Well, 1970, so I would have been eight. Yeah, I was, well, I actually probably was seven. You were seven until December 7th. Yeah, so I was seven. Mostly. And I've talked about this movie on this podcast before because I distinctly remember my mother dragging, dragging me you. to Love Story at the, the Esquire, Esquire Theater mm-hmm. and uh, having to sit there. And, the, and I remember the theater being packed. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't remember crying though, but uh, well, because not... I, I don't think I was paying attention much to the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm kind of emotional, you know. I'll I'll you know that's why I won't watch Toy Story three. Now, do you, do, so did you like go to the? You remember going to the movie theater and watching it? No, I just remember watching it when it came out on oh, TV later. Okay. And it took it took several years back then. I mean, it came out in seventy, so we probably didn't. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, right there, 1972, October 1972. It was yeah. broadcast on television. Yeah, so that's probably when I saw it. Okay, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have wanted to go to. Oh, I didn't want to go, <laughs> but my mom wasn't going by herself. So. Oh really? Well, yeah. I mean, divorced, and yeah. you know, she wanted to see a movie. So I've just recently started going to movies by myself. Never. I've done like three times now. Really? I never, never done it before. It's okay. I was going to say, I never... It's cheap. Well, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a cheap date. There was a couple times where we'd go to the movie, me and the family, and they'd want to see one movie, right. and I'd be the only one that wanted to see Zombieland, so I'd go see Zombieland by myself while Heck they were yeah. in the other theater. But I guarantee you, your movie was better than theirs. Uh, yeah, they went and saw... Um, anyway, I can't think of it. Anyway. Um, so, Love Story, 1970, uh, American romantic drama. Love means never having to say you're sorry. I was going to say, uh, yeah, if you've ever heard that phrase before, it came from that movie. Uh, it came from a best-selling novel, was what the story was based on. It was produced by Howard G. Minsky and uh, starred Allie McGraw. McGraw. And Ryan O'Neill. And oh my God, Ryan O'Neill's in like every third romantic movie in the 70s. He was in a few. There's a bunch of them. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, his I, film debut. I don't remember him in that movie. You know, I don't really either. He had a minor role, so it must have been really minor. A minor role. Because I don't remember. But the thing about this movie was, not only was it a, I guess you would call it romantic, which it was. It was, yeah. But it was a tragedy. Oh, my God. It was a tragedy. I can't believe they killed Jenny in the end. I was going to say, should we tell him? <laughs> Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... There was some, um, oh, um, I don't know why you could chatter about whether or not she actually died from cancer. Did we, did they, I don't think they ever said in the movie, did they? I don't think they did. But in doing some research, they later, I think everybody just assumed it was cancer. Yes. So um, they said so she got sick and was going to die. Yeah, which made it really sad. Oh, yeah. Like old Yeller. <laughs> now, you, old Yeller's not on the list. Um, it's considered one of the most romantic Films of all time by the American Film Institute. It's actually number nine. Number nine? On their list. One of the highest grossing films of all time, and that's in 1970, followed by a sequel. Oliver Story. Oliver Story, which came out in 1978, also starring O'Neill and Candace Bergen. Bergen, yeah. This is the music. The song, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... And there were several of them that had really good oh, soundtracks. See, the, yeah, and... I can tell you that the, there's some movies that I'll watch over and over again just for the, for the soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is Andy Williams. I love Andy Williams. He's like my third favorite singer. Yeah, the thing about this song is 
it takes you straight to that movie. Yep. I mean, yeah, sad. It's even. It's just sad. It's just sad. 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 Yep. So um, they, it's uh, they meet in the library in college, right? Yeah, they met in the library at college. Uh, but dad, Brian's, uh, what's it? Uh, Oliver's dad didn't approve because she was not rich and he was rich. Pre- and pretty in pink. Yeah. 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 And uh, sorry, Andy, I got turned you down a little bit. Uh, so he he uh, they uh, they got married anyway, and uh, then she died. <laughs> the end. Okay, next movie. No, yeah. Um, it was instant box office smash. It opened uh, only in two theaters, New York. Um, two theaters in New York. It grossed 128000 its first week. From the one, th- from the two theaters. Yeah, from those two theaters only. Hundred twenty-eight thou. Wow. Among the highest-grossing films, in the United States and Canada, grossing hundred and six mil. It grossed an additional thirty mil in international film markets at the time of the release. It was the sixth highest-grossing film of all time in the U.S. and Canada. Hmm. In adjusted for inflation, it remains one of the top forty domestic grossing films. Of all time. Not just romantic films, just of yeah. all films? Yeah, of all wow. films, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, and then like I said earlier, it was broadcast for the first time on ABC television, October 1st, 1972. Became the most watched film on television, surpassing The Birds. Oh, I hated that movie. With a Nielsen rating of 42.3 and the audience share of 62%. Wow. Um, the rating was equaled the following year by Airport and then surpassed in 1976 by Gone with the Wind. Oh. Now, I don't have Gone with... was Gone with Gone with the Wind was way earlier than 70. It was a 20... Either yeah. 29, uh, 39. 1939, yeah. I believe. You know, I still haven't seen that movie. Really? I haven't seen Sound of Music either. So, But those are my, <sighs> those are my badge of honors that... Never seen uh, Gone with the Wind. How's that a badge of honor? You should see those movies. I don't want to see them. They're awesome movies. I don't want to see them. Especially Gone with the Wind. I don't want to see it. Why? Because uh, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Why see it now? I know how it ends. Well, yeah, but and it's a long... It's not. It's a damn... And that's, sound, I think... Sound, I think yeah. sound of music, you, I'll give you a pass on that one, but you really need to see Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I don't know. It's a long one, right? Like yeah, it's 17 long. hours long? It actually has an intermission in it. Oh, it does? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They never show it on... Like, do they ever show it on television? They have. I don't know. Anyway, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, yeah. So there's your number. I, I would put that as probably number one, just because it was so tragic. Yeah, so probably. Sad. I mean, yeah. Such a sad, sad uh, story. You know, Star Wars Born was pretty good, too. But um, it didn't do I mean. Yeah. I tried to go in chronological order, but I didn't. I got jumped around. Yeah, well, I did. So, yeah, so I kind of put mine in order of... Number one, which ones I'd seen, and then which ones I liked the best. So yeah. my my number two, which actually would be my number one for the 1970s. So I actually like this movie better than Love Story as far as romantic. Hmm. And you you probably know which one it is. Goodbye, girl. Goodbye, girl. <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss. Richard Dreyfuss. 1977. Yes. It was a comedy a drama. Produced by Roy Stark, directed by Herbert Ross, and starring Richard Dreyfuss, Marsha Mason, and Quinn Cummings. Um, God. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> Another good, good song. That was uh, 77, yeah. It won, he won an Oscar for that. Richard Dreyfuss did. What are you doing over there? Oh, I got a kid... Uh, doing a performance tonight and she's wondering if anybody's coming to see her performance <laughs> like i'm not you meanie i'm going on thursday oh. denise is going tonight um so yeah uh 1977 academy award for best actor for his performance as elliot garfield now i'm not sure if i saw this movie I oh, i've seen it many a time he's uh He's an actor, right. trying to make it. Uh, they both they both are promised the same apartment. Right. She's already living there with her daughter. He shows up. She says, "I'm already living here." He's out in the. She feels like yeah, you know, feels bad and lets him 
move in, and then, of course, they fall in love. Aww. And then they break up. They did? Oh, yeah, they break up. And then he's down by the phone booth, and it's raining, and he calls her. And I think I remember that She scene. looks out the window, and he's down there raining. And <laughs> When they had phone booths. Yeah, I remember phone booths. Yeah. I can so. tell you a story about phone booths, but not on this hey show. Hey, now. <laughs> Uh, based on original screenplay by Neil, Neil Simon, Simon, which made it a really good story. Now, now was Neil married to Marsha? I, you know, know, I, I don't know why I'm thinking that, but uh, could have been, could have been. Um, so why do they call it the Goodbye Girl? Because the song? I don't. No, I don't know. I'm. I don't know. That's a good question. The Goodbye Girl, maybe because. She told him I'm trying to think if they, gosh, I can't remember if they got together at the end or not. Now. <gasps> what kind of podcaster are you? They might not have got together at the end. Oh, I can't remember. I can't Uh-oh. remember how it ends. Oh, somebody let us know. Somebody let it. I'll have to rewatch it. I can't remember. Huh. They might not have ended up together. You know how sometimes there's. Sure, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work out. After. And that may be why it's the goodbye girl, because they didn't end up together. Hmm. Um, it was the first film that was considered a romantic comedy to earn $100 million in box office gross. Wow. Very cool. Uh, the film began as a screenplay called Bogart Slept Here, which was, <laughs> listen, that was the original screenplay. Yeah. It was essentially the story of what happened to Dustin Hoffman after he became a star. So it was kind of based loosely on him. So he moved into an apartment with a woman and her I, child? And I guess so. Really? I, uh, and do you know who the original star was in the movie? I mean, they actually did some filming with him. John Voight. Robert De Niro. Oh. And then they found out Robert De Niro was not funny. No, he's not. In the sense of comedy. Yeah. I mean, he can be snarky funny, but he's not yeah. comedy funny. So right. they kicked him out. <laughs> Uh, and uh, they and he's, and he's been pissed off at Trump ever since. I think so. <laughs> and so they uh, called in my it's Trump's fault. <laughs> yeah, they called in my buddy Richard Dreyfus. And uh, see, this would have been after De Niro had just made Taxi Driver. This was after Jaws, then too. I think so. Yeah, Jaws was in '75, if I remember right. Yeah, and so they screen tested Richard Dreyfus. The chemistry with Marsha Mason was fantastic. So they hired him. They made the movie. They called up a guy named David Gates, and they said, hey, write us a song. David Gates wrote the song, performed it in 1978, and it was a top 20 hit on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Isn't he, wasn't he in a band, uh, like a famous band? Uh, that I don't know. I think you Hey, Alexa, what band is David Gates in? Shh, listen. David Gates was a member of Bread and David. Bread, yeah. Where, and what did he say? What would she say? Just bread? Bread and David? <laughs> That's what it sounded like she said. Maybe there was another band named David, yeah. Yeah, bread. So, yeah. Oh, I could see him singing for bread. Yeah. Yeah. They had cool. a lot of good songs, too. I like that song. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that that's probably my favorite romantic movie, even though it's more of a, it's kind of a comedy, but it's not a tragedy, so... Well, it's kind of a tragedy. You, I don't know. I, maybe I, think, I better Google that. I think you're right. I think I better Google that because uh, yeah. people are screaming and yelling and all that. So what's your uh, what's your next? My uh, most memorable one would probably be The Way We Were. Though, yeah, play, you got that uh, Of course up. I do. Of course you do. Um, I'm not a huge Streisand fan. Have you seen the movie? Oh, yeah. But I like this song. Yeah. Yeah. She was in several of these romantic comedies. It's funny how a lot of them, there was like three or four people, and they all like switched back and forth. They swapped. Yeah. So this is uh, 73. Won two Oscars. Um, Streisand was nominated for an Oscar, but she did not win. I was going to look up who won in 73. I didn't even remember. But anyway, they met in college, the characters. Um, he goes off to war, comes back, they get reunited after a long time, and she's a real political pain in the butt, and he just wants to be a screenwriter. They go to California, he becomes successful, she becomes even more of a pain in the butt, political activist, 
and uh, they get divorced. <laughs> and it's a, it's a sad, it ends sadly. There you go. Or you, did you find it? No, I can't. It's it's one of those questions where it would it's gonna I have to do some deep searching oh. to find the actual answer uh, <laughs> without s- spending a lot of time on here. So you guys scream and yell and tell us the answer. Yeah, that's easier. Um, just did that way. I just can't remember. It may come to me here. I don't know. Can it be that it was all so simple then? Uh, the way we were, it was a box office success. It was nominated for several awards and won the Oscar for Best Original Dramatic Score and Best Original Song for the theme song, this right here that you're listening to. Yeah, Marvin Hamlish, I believe, wrote this song. Ah, I like Marvin. Marvin's a good guy. It ranked at number six on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Passions survey of the top 100 greatest love stories in American cinema. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's it's considered good. one of the uh, great romantic films. Uh, soundtrack album became a gold record and hit the top 20 on the Billboard 200, while the song became a million-selling gold single. I just realized two of my favorite romantic comedies from the, or romantic movies from the 70s have... Barbara Streisand in it. Both of them. Star yeah. is born. Yeah. Uh, the Way We Were was the number one pop hit of 1974. In 1998, the song was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame and finished at number eight on the American Film Institute's 100 Years, 100 Songs list of uh, top songs. Yeah, I think this again... I mean, great acting, great story, but I always think movies that have great soundtracks do better. It just helps them. It like helps push them over the edge to yep. make them. It turns a good movie into a great movie. Yeah. And I love if you guys, uh, if you guys listen to my playlist, I'd say twenty five percent of my personal playlist on my iPhone, iPod, yeah. iTunes has got uh, movie soundtracks in it. Can can anybody listen to your playlist? No, because I don't. I don't have it po- posted anywhere. Oh, oh, I was wondering. I'm not sure if iTunes lets you. I think some reason, they used to. Because for some reason, I get Derek's playlist on my, and it'll say some some from Derek's playlist. I'm like, I didn't ask for that, but whatever. I think mine actually pops up on this one here in the office, but it plays. It doesn't only play my playlist. It plays songs. Other songs from the people that are on my playlist, which and then songs that are in the same genre. It's it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> and then she goes off on a tangent. Yeah, and then it's it saying, you know, weird. You're, you're listening to uh, reggae and yeah, Bob then you Marley. Got to shut her down and start over. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So a lot of a lot of the songs that I have on my playlist actually come from movies. Now a lot of probably out of the twenty five percent, half of those don't have word. You know, they're just music. Uh, uh, what do they call that? Um, yeah. Instrumentals. Know. Instrumentals. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Anyway, movie <clears throat> themes. Yeah. So, okay. Another one of my favorite. Yeah. Oh, my turn. Yeah. Sure. Heaven Can Wait. Oh, uh, with uh, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Uh, now, here's something oh, really. I forgot to put that on my list. Really, really weird. I had no idea about this. Yeah. Originally, Warren Beatty was not going to be in the movie. He wanted, get this, initially wanted Muhammad Ali to play the central character, but because of Ali's uh, continued commitment to boxing, Beatty changed the character from a boxer to an American football player and played it himself. Didn't he direct that movie, too? I think so. Yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, uh, co-directed with uh, Buck Henry. Yeah, Buck Henry cracks me up. Yeah. I think he died. Uh, yeah, but that was 70s. I don't know about Muhammad Ali as an actor. That was 77, I think it was. 78. 78. Uh, no, no. Warren Beatty's got some weird ideas. He He's kind of out there. He, he Yeah, kinda... he and Hoffman did. What's that desert movie that failed so bad? I can't even think of the oh. name of it. Um, yeah. Ish, Ishma, Ishmir? Ishmael. Ishmael or or, whatever. Call I don't me Ishmael. Know. I don't know. No, it's, a, um, it's a whale story. But anyway, Heaven Can Wait. I don't know. I just always thought it was a really cool Kind of a fun. They started getting fun in the late seventies. That one and uh, the, like the main event. Yeah. Um, uh, that was a boxer movie with Barbara Streisand. Uh, What's up, Doc? With Ryan O'Neill and Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Well, that was early seventies. Yeah. Um, so Joe, he played Joe Pendleton, 
Uh, he dies, comes mm-hmm. back as an angel. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, we don't want to tell you the whole story, but um, it was nominated for nine Academy Awards. Really? Yep. Uh, had uh, I didn't think it was that good. Well, it's weird. It's oh, kind of the weird editing. Yeah. And <laughs> well, I'll cinematography. Get to, I'll get to him here in a sec. Yeah. Um, the cast reunited Beatty with Julie Christie and Jack Warden. Um, now Jack Warden was good in that. He was mm-hmm. the coach of the football team. Yep. yep. Thought he did a great job. Um, together, they were together. Uh, starred in Shampoo. In 1975, Beatty and Christie had earlier occupied the lead roles in McCabe and Mrs. Miller in 1971. Goldie Hawn was in that movie, too. Ah. 2001, a third film adaption of the play was done titled Down to Earth. Um, oh, that was with... Uh, I th- yeah, I think I saw that one, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Beatty, uh, did, we already did that part. Um, the type of instrument he played in the movie... Also changed in Here Comes Mr. Jordan, which was the first version of this movie, which I didn't really say. Um, the uh, character Pendleton played uh, a alto saxophone, while in the 78 film he plays a Kira Ribbon soprano sax. So anyway, a little bit difference there. Uh, Academy Award for Best Art Direction. Nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role for Beatty. Best Actor, and then these were the nominations. Um, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Jack Warden. Best Actress in a Supporting Role for um, Diane Cannon. Best Cinematography, Best Director, Best Music, Original Score, Best Picture, and Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. Huh. So, yeah, it was uh, up for a lot. Down to Earth uh, in 2001 was Chris Rock. Oh, maybe I didn't see that. I, I think I remember when it came out. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so, and then I think the cool thing about, to me, again, you'll, you guys are going to find out I really like music. Um, Heaven Can Wait has kind of this really cool background music throughout the movie. So, like when he shows up as an angel, and I think it's the sax sound, it, this music always appears throughout the movie, which I always thought was really cool. Um, but it's one. I, it was kind of sad at the end. I'm trying to think because um, he, he didn't he save the the football player was going to have a was having a heart attack or I, see I can't even remember how it. Uh, anyway, he did something really good at the end, and, uh, <laughs> and then but then I think he went off to heaven land. Yeah, he w- he wasn't going to be able to stick around. He, yeah. Now he, why now why did he come back to earth? I mean, why did he not stay in heaven? Uh, see, that's something I don't exactly remember. Um, there, there had to be a reason. Like there was something. Yeah, he had to but do. I, I can't remember. I don't. You're supposed to remember. Some of these movies I need to watch. None of these movies have I seen in the last ten or twenty years, probably. Except Goodbye Girl. I've probably seen that in the last five years. That's funny. Except I can't remember how it ends. Magnabbit. <laughs> <laughs> because you're probably watching it, but not really watching it. Yeah, either. it's one of those movies. Yeah, it's like Jaws comes on, and I watch it, but I don't watch it. You you play it in the background? It's on. That music. Yeah. But then there's a there's kind of a more a peppier, and it may, it may start here in a minute. Yeah. I don't know. Throughout the movie, there's that yeah. throughout the movie, which just kind of makes it kind of a cool, fun. There we go. Now it's... Here we go. Music composed and conducted by Dave Grusen. Grusen? 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 Anyway. Yeah. So if you guys have not seen Heaven Can Wait, I would highly recommend this version of uh, that story. The one with Warren Beatty. Even though I'm not a huge Warren Beatty fan, yeah, he's I thought of, he did. I thought this was his probably. T- and I haven't seen a huge amount of Warren Beatty movies, but um, I thought this was one of his better. Except when he was really young. What was that one I saw? I started watching the old black and whites on TMI or TM TM the movie <laughs> T the movie chant TMC. <laughs> and I saw some um, Warren Beatty was super hot. As a, he always was. As a, I know, but I mean, like, I was like, dude, I'd date you. You know, I mean, when he was like, <laughs> don't tell Richard Dreyfus. 
Uh, yeah, see, Richard, Richard Dreyfuss has <laughs> never been hot. Even in American Graffiti, Richard Dreyfuss was... Not even in Jaws or no, Close Encounters of no, the Third Kind? No, uh, Even though he had love interests in well, some of those, he just... Well, yeah. He would just never... American Graffiti was on some of the lists. Yeah, which... Uh, he just, he it, should, it's not like that was the storyline. No, no, no. So anyway, so anyway... We could yeah. play this back... Through our whole show. Yeah, no, I like I like Heaven and White. It's a good movie. Yeah, very good movie. What else you got over there? Okay. Uh oh. In the early, I, it's not one of my favorites, and I don't think I ever saw it, but it's it needs mentioned. Last Tango in Paris. Lost Tango in Paris. I'm not even sure I put that one on my list. The only reason I put it on there is because of the butter scene. It it. It was very controversial. We've talked about this before, and I don't know why we talked about it on other episodes, but it's the butter rape scene. And uh, it caused a big old, because this was 72 or 73, caused a big old ruckus. He was a uh, Marlon Brando. He was a widowed hotelier. He's some real rich dude over in Paris. And kind of like Goodbye Girl, him and this girl were supposed to get the same apartment. Uh, and um, they wound up sharing it, and she was like 19, and he was 40-something at the time. And so it's very racy. Um, and then there's one scene, which you know I don't want to go too deep into, but just Google it and make sure your kids aren't around when you're watching it. You know, It's on YouTube. And um, you know they got nudity on YouTube? Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. I was watching, I was looking it up last night, and I was like, oh, I forgot about that butter scene. I was like... Holy crap! Anyway. They got nudity from movies or like yeah. porn? No, from the movie. Oh, well, I can a, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, there's a bunch of nudity in Last Tango in Paris. So it was it was a big ruckus, and there's even some controversy whether or not it was a real. You know, there's a yeah. Those, is it a real mm. sex scene? You yeah, know? Cause, yeah. Because some some <laughs> scenes in some movies have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how could you? Yeah, it'd be tough not to with some of the. Yeah, if I if I did a movie with. Kate Winslet, not Kate Winslet. Kate, ba- Kate well, <laughs> Beckinsale. Like, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's a. Yeah. Yeah. She's on my list. I'll, okay. I'll get there with you. But yeah, that's one needs mentioned. That one need. Uh, you know, we didn't really go into um, A Star Is Born. Nope. Uh, Nineteen seventy-six uh, music romantic drama with a young singer who was Barbara Streisand. She meets and falls in love with an established rock and roll star who, one of my favorite actors of all time, also Chris Christopherson. Yeah, he's... He just was... He just... He like wasn't like an actor. He was just like a dude that yeah. was in a bunch of movies. Yeah. He's, a, he's one of those dudes you'd like to just hang out with. Yeah. Um... Ooh. The film was... So not only was the recent version of it a remake but their version was a remake there's like five versions yeah it was a remake of the 1937 original drama janet gaynor and frederick march so the chris christopherson role i can't remember who the name his character name in this one but he dies in the end too but he doesn't commit suicide like bradley cooper did he just dies in a car wreck so i think they all end tragically with him that guy and I'm assuming the other older ones are the same kind of storyline. Yeah, I have not ever seen any of the older ones. Uh, the the 2018 version with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, it, it I just saw it for the first time a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I bawled. Oh, you did oh, when he died? God. Yes. Really? See, I oh. didn't think they I didn't think they dramatized it very well because I didn't even crack a tear. Really? I was like, yeah, I don't know. They oh, just the- it was kind of like. He was dead, and it was then it just kind of like ended. Yeah. No, I'm getting verklep now thinking about it. Wow. I mean, there wasn't like a. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we, the, we were in the movie theater, and I was like, I was with uh, who did we go with? It was me and Christy. No, is it Christy? Yeah, me and Christy Bailey, one of her friends, and yeah, there was a whole bunch of us. I'm like, of course, my kids know I bought sad movies. They they just accepted it, you know. I was just upset they didn't play this song. This song? In the new version, yeah. <laughs> they had their own darn song. Yeah. This is a Paul Williams song. I, uh, believe, I believe Paul Williams wrote that. Yeah, the, the version, the uh, 76 version, 
cost around $6 million to produce. Its soundtrack album was an international success, reaching number one in many countries and selling nearly 15 million copies worldwide. Talk about a money-making movie. Yeah, and this is Evergreen, if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, became the biggest, one of the biggest hits for Streisand's career, spending three weeks at number one in the United States, peaking at number three in the United Kingdom. The film won the Academy Award for Best Original Song for Evergreen and uh, was shared by Barbara Streisand and Mr. Paul Williams. Yep. It was also nominated for Best Cinematography, Best Sound, and original song score. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris. Man, he, that dude, even today, he's still got it going on. Yeah, and I think he's still playing music today. Is he? Yeah. When he's not playing a vampire killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, that, I bet that last vampire killer movie was 10 years ago. I, it seems like it was just the other day, but I bet, though. That was a Blade movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't realize he's a musician. He really is a musician. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In real life. Yeah. Unlike Bradley Cooper, who's not really a musician. But, but he yeah, can't but sing. Bradley, yeah, I was going to say, Bradley Cooper didn't do too bad. So He didn't uh, play the guitar. He did sing, though. Yeah. He okay. Did. Another uh, One on my list, which I only put on here because it was on every other list, but and people might scream if we didn't have it on here, but I don't really consider it a romantic movie. Let me guess. Let me guess. I bet it's Saturday Night Fever. Well, see, I didn't even put that one on the list because that one, I was like, no, I'm not putting that one on my list. Then it's got to be. Um, it's uh, one right behind it. Yeah. Grease. Same store. Grease. Yeah, same star. Yeah, <laughs> Grease. So to me, Grease was a little more closer to a romantic movie. Well, sure it was. Than Saturday Night Fever. But it's even even Grease. Danny, uh, Danny and, uh, Danny and, what's, oh, what's her name? Oh. Danny and crap. Who did Living Newton John play? Danny and oh, see, it was on the tip of my tongue. To you, we we've done a whole episode on Greece. We did. I think so. I don't think so. We haven't. I don't think so. I mean, maybe. Um, Sandy. Sandy. Yeah, that's right. Sandy. 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 Uh, nineteen seventy-eight uh, musical romantic comedy based on the nineteen seventy-one musical of the same name. Uh, da, 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 starred Danny Zuko, an Australian transfer student. Oh, no, Sandy was the Australian. Uh, the greaser was Danny Zuko, and the Australian transfer student was Sandy Orson. They uh, kind of developed a thing for each other. That was John Travolta, Livy Newton-John. Stalker Channing starred as Rizzo, the leader of the Pink Ladies. You sure we haven't done a whole episode on that? I'm pretty sure. Should we? I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, if we haven't. Uh, released in the summer of 1978, it was a successful uh, critically and commercial movie, one of the highest grossing musical films ever at the time. Its soundtrack album ended uh, 1978, second best-selling album of the year in the United States. And this is definitely 70s. I mean, when I hear any song from Greece, it definitely oh, takes yeah. me back to the 70s. The whole soundtrack. It's a yeah. great soundtrack. Every time I hear this song, I think of my Monte Carlo. I guess when you hear Hopelessly Devoted to You, it makes oh, it more romantic. Needed. Well, yeah, it's a, the whole movie's about them trying to get together. And, you know, Danny's being a jerk and, you know, what, act cool and tough. And Now that song, see, isn't it interesting how these, almost every romantic movie we've said, the song was either won or nominated for an Oscar. Um, hopelessly devoted for you, nominated for an Oscar, but it lost to uh, Donna Summer's Last Dance. Really? Which was from another movie, Thank God It's Friday. Really? Yeah. Donna Summer's beat Living in John in 78? Yeah. 78? Yep. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, every time I hear this, I think of the Monte Carlo. Because that's what we were, you know, that yeah. was what was playing all the time in the Monte Carlo. I'm assuming I went to the movie theater to see Grease, but it's like one of those movies I don't really remember. I mean, I remember going to Close Encounters and Star Wars and Warriors, and but I don't really remember going to see Grease. I saw this at the uh, Woodland Hills Movie Theater in Tulsa. Oh, really? Yeah, this and also Star Trek 
the movie, the motion picture. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure I would have gone to the movie theater to see this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. don't remember. Yeah, it's John Travolta. I mean, in Living Newton John, why would you not go? Well, I don't know. Because it was a musical. I don't think I was into musicals back then. Even even Saturday Night Fever, I can't remember going to a theater and seeing it, which I'm sure I did, but I just don't remember. I just don't remember. Yeah. And Saturday Night Fever, was it was kind of a love story with... Yeah. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not putting on there. <laughs> I... Okay, okay, we'll put it on there. Um... And we mentioned another one earlier that we kind of skipped over. What's that? The old Great Gatsby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang so on. anyway, uh, yeah. So let me let me let me shut down Frankie. Good night, Frankie. Okay. Say good night, Frankie. Good night, Frankie. Uh, Great Gatsby, nineteen seventy-four American romantic drama. F. Scott Fitzgerald's nineteen twenty-five novel of the same name. Did you ever read that? Did you read that story? Did we have to in school? No, I don't think we ever had to, but I, it seems like I knew a lot of people that read it for some weird reason. I don't reason. think I read it. I don't think I read it. I was reading sci-fi back in the 70s. Yeah. Um, screenplay by Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola. Uh, starred Robert, Robert Redford in the title role of Jay, Jay Gatsby. Gatsby. And then Mia Farrow, Daisy. Sam Watterson, Bruce Dern, Karen Tom. Black. Karen Black's in that movie? Yep. I don't remember which character, but she was in it. I always liked her. Yep. I don't remember her in there. There you go. Yeah, so, so I was set in the 20s. Yep. Big parties. Um, now, was there ever a remake of it? There was oh, a re- yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, there was a remake, because I saw the remake. DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that's right. They did it big time, too. They, it kind of, it like, it came and went. There's, I mean, some of the, like, you know, uh, Titanic and... You always see them replayed, but that movie—I've never seen it like ever pop up anywhere, like on Netflix or hmm, yeah. HBO, or I just never see it pop up anywhere. Yeah, I don't I'd either. forgotten. I until just now, I'd forgotten there was even a remake, and then I was like, "Hey, I think they did a remake." That was like five years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, but it wasn't as good as this one. Yeah, Truman Capote was the original screen, screenwriter, but he was replaced by Francis Ford. Um, Coppola had just finished directing The Godfather and was unsure of its commercial reception, and he needed the money. Can you believe that? Because he hadn't made money from The Godfather yet. Yeah, because they didn't know whether anybody was going to like it. Isn't that weird, thinking if when these guys finished a movie that we think is iconic, right. when they finished it, they didn't know if anybody was actually going to like it or watch it or yeah. not? Isn't that weird, thinking that? Yeah, you just don't know. You just never know. Same with uh, songwriters and putting out songs and albums. and Yeah. Um, he believes he got the job on the recommendation of Robert Redford, who had liked the rewrite Coppola did on The Way We Were. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So all these people tied in, you know? They all, yeah, it's you know, a circle. It's a, it's a big circle. Yeah. That old Hollywood. 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 Derek's out there right now. He's he's becoming part of the circle. Yes, he is. My son's friends with Adam Sandler, everybody, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. Yeah, we better not divulge too many of Adam's secrets. So. Why? Well, because people might go try to get his autograph or something. Oh, I can't tell you where he'll be. I mean, yeah, where he eats or actually I could. But anyway, okay. Did you ever see uh, play Misty for me? I yes, I did. I didn't put it on my list. Did you put it on your well, list? Well, it's it's one of those thriller uh, thriller. I think that might have been the one that I was thinking that was a thriller, and I'm like, yeah, but I again. It's more about the thrill than the romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't romantic at all, I guess. I guess. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Clint Eastwood played Dave Garner, a radio t- a radio show host. Uh, had a girlfriend, Donna Mills. Cheats on her with... Oh, Donna was hot back in the yeah, day. Cheats on her with uh, psycho woman Jessica Walter. And uh, he tries to break it off, and she freaks out. So, yeah, he was a DJ, and she'd always call and go, play Misty for me. And Misty was a song. I should have oh, – I didn't cue up Misty. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah. it's it, That was one of those movies that I probably saw decades ago, and I I can't even – I hardly well, even remember. 19, yeah, it was 1971, and Clint Eastwood actually directed it. But, yeah, he had some uh, he had some movies going on back then. Yeah, he was like 
mega star player. He still is. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a bad Clint Eastwood what movie. What was the one I just saw? I just saw a new, his newest movie where he's the mule. Mule? That's yeah. a good movie. <laughs> it was pretty good. It's real good. Yeah. He cracks me up. I'm like, that dude's still cruising along. He reminds me of my dad. He does kind of remind me of your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. Um, how about Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore? That I had totally forgot about that movie. You but, know, and I'm that's, gonna, where the, that's where the TV show came from. I'm going to have to be honest. I don't know if I ever saw I it. I don't think I did either. I don't think I did. A 1974 American dramedy uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Wow. Who would have thought? Um, written by Robert Getchell, uh, starred Ellen Burstyn as the widow who travels with her preteen son across southwestern United States in search of a better life. Chris Christopherson played Billy Greenbush. Uh, or no, there was other stars were uh, Chris Christopherson, Billy Greenbush, Diane Ladd, Valerie Curtin, uh, Vic Tabeck, Jodie Foster. Really? Yeah, it was one of her. Uh, that might have been her. It was her first notable film appearance. Hmm. Now, Vic Tabeck, he played Mel. Uh, yep. And he played Mel he, in, in the, the series. TV show. Yeah, yeah. and Harvey, Harvey Keitel was in that as well. Really? Yep. I like Harvey Keitel. Valerie Curtin. Yeah, I might have to go back and watch that. I, um, Yeah, it inspired the sitcom, which was broadcast on CBS from August 76 to July 85. Yeah, it ran a long time. Vic was the only member of the movie that went on uh, to the series. Um, it was filmed... In locations predominantly in Tucson, some scenes were filmed in Amato and Phoenix, and there actually is a Mel's Diner still in Phoenix, Arizona. Is it the one that... I don't know if they actually... I don't know that they filmed there. They filmed in Phoenix, but I don't know that they filmed... Because I think it says most of the scenes were shot in Tucson, so I I doubt they shot the actual restaurant scenes. Um. But anyway, yeah, so uh, I don't know that I've seen it, but it had a... So listen to the soundtrack. Included All the Way from Memphis by Moot the Hopple, Roll Away the Stone by Leon Russell. Moot the Hopple? (laughs) Daniel by Elton John. Jeepster by T-Rex. Wow. And listen to this song, I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton. A lot of people don't know that Dolly sang that before Whitney Houston. Oh, yeah, that's a Dolly song. Dolly wrote that song. Well, it was in the movie. Pretty sure she wrote that song. It was in the movie, so. Huh. Yeah. I didn't realize it had such a great... I'm like you. I don't think I ever saw it. I don't think I did. And there was some story about... I think they went... They they actually auditioned like 300 kids for the son's role. And some kid like... He had run into... The director or something had run into... And they tested him. The kid wouldn't... They wanted him to go off script. And the, the guy that they finally hired... Just just talked nonstop, and so they hired. But they went through three hundred kids to try to get to the. I'm trying to remember the son in the movie. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm trying to even think of which one he is here. I remember. Uh, the, I remember the son in the TV show. Yeah, I used to love that show. I don't know why. Kiss my grits. Yeah. Uh, Looking for some music. Why is my device being slow today? I don't know if he was. Alfred Luter. I, I don't know who. I'm not sure which one he was. But anyway, there you go. Uh, Alice doesn't live here. I don't know how romantic it was because I don't think I saw it. But it's not. Oh, I got all the. I got on my hair. But Ellen Burstein, she was. Uh huh. She was hot. Or Daniel Jeepster. Oh, what? What? I don't remember Jeepster. I don't. I yeah. I don't know if I do. I think if I heard it, I might. Um, Man, there's a lot of music in this movie. Yeah, I think, I mean, again, I think it might have been one of the reasons, you know, it was kind of a popular movie is just because of the soundtrack. Huh. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, then we got the whole uh, Woody thing. I, you know on. what? I just didn't even go there. Oh, you didn't? I'm not a big Woody fan. I am not a Woody fan, but uh, when you team up Woody... Um, with Diane, Diane Keaton, Keaton. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of movies in the 70s, and you know that's where she got most of her fame. So Woody Allen, um, you know, wonky director, uh, Annie Hall, 1977, uh, definitely a romantic comedy. Uh, he wrote, co-wrote the screenplay. Um, so did it have a soundtrack? 
Um, I mean, I know it has soundtrack. But Annie did Hall? It, did it have like a famous song? I don't think Annie Hall did that I know of. Um, if it did, let's see. I don't know uh, what it would be. But it, it, it won a lot of acclaim and awards. Um, highly praised, winning the Academy Award for Best Picture. So, um, you know. This is uh, from the movie. It received Oscars in three other categories as well. Director, original screenplay. Christopher Walken's in that. Actress for Keaton. I can't. I just, for some reason, I have a hard time watching Woody. Yeah, I do too. Woody I mean, Allen. I think the only Woody Allen film I remember <laughs> is Sleeper. Sleeper. That, and that was just because it was a sci-fi movie. Yeah. With a, the, was that a sex orb or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> but then after that, I just couldn't, I couldn't take him serious you know like i just couldn't take him serious yeah and then he wound up didn't he wind up marrying his like daughter stepdaughter or adopted daughter or yeah. stepdaughter i think it was a stepdaughter stepdaughter yeah i was like ah uh, okay that's yeah, that's a little yeah i mean it was totally legal but totally not i mean yeah I, he's just a little out there it's funny that he still seems like he still puts out movies every now and then but you never see him or hear much about him anymore now I wouldn't mind sitting down and talking to him, but I can't watch him on TV for some reason. I just, mm. he just, yeah. And again, this one—I don't know sure if I saw this one or not. I don't know if I. Oh, I definitely know I didn't see it. Uh, as much as I like Diane Keaton, I no. Yeah, it made thirty-eight million, uh, fourth best out of Allen's films. Uh, one, like I said, won some of those Oscars, won some Golden Globes, blah, blah, blah. Um, ranks 31st on American Film Institute's list of greatest films in American cinema, 4th on their list of greatest comedy films, and 28th on Bravo's 100 Funniest Movies. Hmm. But, um, but a uh, apparently not a really re- memorable soundtrack. This no. is, by the way, this is called Sleepy Lagoon. Okay, and I'm asleep. So, <laughs> uh, 1992, the United States Library of Congress selected the film for their preservation in the National Film Registry what? as being culturally, culturally, cult, easy for you to say, histor- historically <laughs> and aesthetically significant. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Um, is it in black and white? I don't think so. Is it set in the past? Is it? I a think. It, yeah, I think it's. I think it might be a period piece. I think. Again, we we obviously didn't see it because I don't. I just remember her having a funny hat on, so maybe it was. Um, And you know, won some other acclaim. I guess. I guess. Not like what's up, Doc, with Ryan O'Neill and Barbara Streisand. Yeah, that was seventy-two. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Well, and then (laughs) and then we then we uh, we can go back. I guess Woody Allen's earlier film, uh, Play It Again, Sam, nineteen seventy-two. Um, based on a 1969 Broadway play, the film was directed by Herbert Ross instead of Allen, who usually directs his own written work. That film was about a divorced film critic, um, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that one in there. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen Play It Again, Sam, either. Nope. Yeah, we're just not, yeah. not uh, Coming from Oklahoma, for some reason, it, it seems like he's like a New York guy. Oh, yeah, he's definitely New Yorkers must like the Woody Allen movies because I, I, yeah. I guess. Um, This one I put on the list because it was on other lists, but I don't know how romantic. Um, Shampoo. (coughs) The Warren Beatty. Yeah. Um, This is a a satire, 1975 comedy drama. Yeah. Um, I don't remember watching. I remember people talking about it. I think I've. I think I remember seeing it back then, but thinking it just seemed like a movie that just didn't make a whole lot of sense for some reason. Wasn't he like a hairdresser or yeah, something? Yeah. But there was a plot. What was the plot? Yeah, the plot was it was set on Election Day, 1968, the day Richard Nixon was elected, um, and then it was re- when it was released, uh, the Watergate scandal was going on. So, uh, so anyway, I don't know. Um, it was kind of the theme was based on presidential politics and sexual politics and uh, renowned for its sharp satire of the late 1960s sexual and social mores. Oh, it's in the 60s. I didn't realize that. Well, very late 60s. Yeah. So, but, but it was a 75 movie, so it wasn't really set no, I know, yeah. that far back. Um, other people in the movie that you may have forgotten about? 
Who? Other than Beatty, there was Julie Christie, yeah. Goldie Hawn, yeah. Lee Grant, Jack Warden again, yeah. Tony Bill, and Carrie Fisher in her film debut. Really? Yeah. Huh. Can't think of... Uh, I just... I, I've seen the film once in probably in 1970-something, and I don't really remember. I love Carrie Fisher. So I can't think of what she would have been doing. in Soundtrack was uh, fairly decent. Really? It had a soundtrack. Yeah, let's see. Um, well, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds performed by the Beatles. Uh, Buffalo Springfield's Mr. Soul, Jefferson Airplane's Plastic Fantastic Lover, and Jimi Hendrix's Manic Depression. Huh. Uh, also included the soundtrack album Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys, which plays over the opening and closing credits of the film. Have we ever done... Have We done, We haven't done a Beach Boys episode, have we? Beach Boys in the 70s? That might be one. Yeah. They got kind of wacky and crazy in the 70s. Yeah. You sure we haven't? It's funny how many episodes we've done that we forget we've done. Yeah. Because sometimes, yeah, like we'll, we'll start to do one and we're like, oh, duh, we already did that. We'll have to look that one up. Anyway, that shampoo, I don't know how, I don't remember it being much of a romantic movie, but thought I'd throw it in there. Yeah, it was on a lot of them. Maybe, maybe, oh. if, maybe, if, maybe if Warren Beatty was in it, they just considered it a romantic movie, whether it was yeah, or not. It had to be. It had to be. There had to be romance involved if Warren Beatty... Can you imagine all the women? Baby bedded? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, because look at him. I mean, he's a good-looking good, good, looking, good looking. Yeah, I wish I could remember that movie. Um, oh, anyway. Dick Tracy? <laughs> no, it was like it was like it was black and white. He oh. was he was like a teenager. He was literally a teenager. Oh, really? Yeah, and it might have had um, Natalie Wood in it. I think it oh. did. Have, I think it did have Natalie oh, Wood. Oh, that's it. A, that's worth looking up real quick. Yeah, it had Natalie Wood, Warren Beatty, and uh, who else did it have in it? Um, gosh, I just saw it several months ago. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde. No. No. no, uh, no. Red. Been, it, so it'd be old. It was old. Black and white. Yeah. It'd have been a 50s. It'd have been a 50s movie. The only game in town? No. Uh, 50s, really? Yeah. Uh, golly. I'm uh, not finding. Let me. Da, 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 da. He was like a. I was gonna say it wasn't like he was a star in the movie. I don't think he was like a kind of a supporting role. Mm. I could be wrong on. Dobie Gillis. No, I was a TV show. I was uh, gonna say I could be wrong on Nat. Are you looking at Warren Beatty movies? Uh, he made his film debut, Splendor in the Grass. That was it. Splendor in the Grass with Natalie Wood. That was it right there. Yeah, 1961. Oh, okay, 61. Ah, I'm yeah. really in the. Yeah. yeah, I okay. do. Yeah, yeah. He was hot in that movie. Yeah, she was hot in that. I was going to say, oh God, Nick, she was hot. God, my God, oh my God. Um, okay, here's one for you, and this one should have been maybe a little higher. This one had the song and everything. Uh oh, Ice Castles. Oh, <laughs> with uh, Robbie Benson. Robbie Benson. Yeah, and, uh, it was the it was the uh, skating rink. I remember seeing that at the movie. Oh yeah, Lynn Holly Johnson. Man, was she hot. Um, a figure skater, and uh, she what fell and went blind, partially yeah, blind. I can't remember how she. Oh, she was, she was, uh, she was, had made it and was getting really famous, and they were having like a a dinner or something, and she she left the party. They were having a party, and she left the party and went and was skating, and her skate got caught on something, and she fell and went through all the metal furniture. And hit her oh. head, and it kind of partially blinded her. It blinded her so everything was blurry. Yeah, she wasn't totally blinded. Yeah. And then he had to help her. She went back home and was feeling sorry for herself, and then Robbie Benson, the hockey player, hockey player. came along and taught her how to skate without being able to see. Oh, and then the best part was at the end where she skates blind. Nobody knows she's blind, but then they throw the roses out on the thing, and she, she trips, trips over. Yeah. And then they're like, oh. She's blind. Then the music comes on. Everybody's crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me try to find it. Oh, song? yeah, that's a tear. Oh, the song uh, Through the Eyes of Love. Oh, yeah. The ice, ice Castles theme. Sung by Melissa Manchester. 
It was a nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song. I'm I'm just going to come out here and say it. If if you didn't have if your movie's song wasn't nominated for an Oscar, it wasn't really a very good romantic movie yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, you could have something there. Come on, stupid internet. Curtis is already done talking about it. Anyway, they uh yeah, so he helps her, she makes a comeback. Um they fall in love and uh it's, you know, one of those uh one of those good movies, you know, has a good ending. 70, what was that? 70? That was 78. Robbie Benson, he was uh, he was kind of a dude back in the late 70s. And I can't remember who, and I don't have it, who wrote this? I think, it, was it Marvin? Oh, Marvin. Um, Hamlish that wrote it? No. Who wrote it? Melissa Manchester sang, but I don't. I'm, for some reason, I it seemed like it was somebody pretty big that wrote it. Uh, man, be no, maybe not. No, no, nobody famous. No, okay, not, not that I remember. Maybe that's why I don't have it listed. For some reason, it seemed like when they were doing like interviews for the film, it seemed like there was somebody. But yeah, it's that kind of sound. It's that kind of song. The eyes get it eyes love. eyes love she blind oh it just all ties together so I oh. don't think that's why it was <laughs> <laughs> okay you guys date movie ice castles this Friday oh. look it up it's it's a cold movie though I don't like cold movies. it is a cold movie yeah it's always there's snow everywhere and ice everywhere and yeah especially when it gets her back out there on the pond to learn how to reskate yeah. Yeah. I remember my sister had the hots for Robbie Benson. Cindy. Not so much Marsha. I don't think Marsha ever had the hots for anybody. Huh. Except for yeah. her, her husband. <laughs> yeah. Robbie Robbie Benson was... He was... I don't know. I mean... He was in a lot of... Not a lot of movies, but... Some good movies. So yeah. anyway, there you go. Uh, one more. First Love. First? William, William Catt, one of my favorite actors. Greatest American Hero. And Susan Day. Susan Day. Yes. Oh, I don't think I saw that one either. Uh, I don't think I did either, but I did. I did put it on my list, so I did want to get it out there. I got it out there. Well, uh, and then what, I know people are screaming and yelling that we haven't mentioned this one yet. Which one? Probably. How about Summer of Forty Two? Summer of Forty Two. Summer of Forty Two. Summer of Forty Two. <gasps> the nineteen seventy one memoir oh. of uh, uh, da da da. Who was in that? Oh, phone ringing. My phone's ringing. Who is it? Oh, we turned that off. That starred. Uh, who was in that? Um, you know, I don't even know. I just know it's, uh, it's a it's a famous person. I know that because a coming of age movie set in 1942, centered around uh, Rusher and his group of awkward nerdy friends as they try to find love and sex while spending the summer in Nantucket Island. I don't know that there was really anybody famous in it. Yeah. Um, um, he begins a one-sided affair with an older woman. Oh, I wonder if there was a remake. Uh, I want to say... Uh, yeah, Dustin Hoffman? Dustin Hoffman. But uh, was this the one he was in or was that well, he Mrs... Was- Mrs. Robinson, yeah, that I think I think I get those two confused. Yeah, this is summer '42. I'm not sure. I I didn't really I didn't list who was in it, so I'm not sure who was in it. It's not loading. Everybody's yelling at us. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. It was. But I figured we needed to throw that one in. It there. had Jennifer O'Neill in it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And Gary Grimes. Gary Grimes. Hmm. Did it? It didn't. Didn't it have a soundtrack? Didn't have a. I think we're still. I think you're thinking of uh, Mrs. Robinson. They're they're very they're kind of the same. Yeah. And what what was that? Was that one called Mrs. Robinson, or was the name of the? We always it seems like we're always in the show <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, because we go off script, even though we don't like it really script. have a script. But yeah, if I don't have it, if I don't have notes or something, I don't I don't know the answer. So anyway, <laughs> that's kind of our. Our, our top list of uh, romantic movies. Romantic movies. The, now there was others, and lots of, yeah. like we said, others on the list. Some of them I didn't even 
I couldn't even tell you a thing about them, so I didn't put them on my list. And some of them, like uh, Rocky, Saturday Night Fever, Rocky, I don't consider being really that romantic. I mean, Rocky was romantic the last ten seconds of the movie. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. But after, but before that, there was just no romance really involved. So. Anyway, you guys let us know what your favorite uh, 1970s romantic movies were. I think romantic movies got much better in the 80s, 90s, and uh, today. I just I don't think they had it down very well in the 70s. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, it was it was a weird time for for romantic movies. Yeah, except Goodbye Girl. I think it could have been done in the you know 80s. The pass the passenger. I don't even remember that one. Yeah, there's uh, some of my that, and I looked up multiple lists, and there were some of them that were on multiple lists. But Kramer I, versus Kramer, that's not a romantic movie. Well, isn't that a divorce movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Harold yeah. and Maude. Oh, the, yeah. I didn't want to bring that one. I think that was uh, what do they call that? That was a. Uh, I don't know that that was meant to be serious. It's dark humor. Dark humor, yeah. Yeah, existentialist drama. Yeah, so I didn't put that one on the list either. So, But you guys let us know. I'm sure we left uh, one or two off the list that you guys are like, wow, how could they have left that off the list? We appreciate well, you guys. Well, tell us about it. Continue emailing us, buzz at buzzheadmedia.com, or you can leave a voice message at 580 580- Five four one three eight zero five. I didn't check spending messages. Gonna check that. Or uh, some of you are doing really well with uh, hitting us up on social media. And I've gotten really active on Twitter under um, it's at Enid Buzz. But if you type in that Buzz guy, you can find me on there too. But so if you just want to chat on, and then Todd's getting really heavy on TikTok. <laughs> guys, follow what uh, what's your handle over there on Toddzilla nineteen sixty three. Yeah, follow Todd on Ticker Talker. I'm leaving TikTok up to him. I'm just experimenting Thanks. with it at this point. So, Thanks a lot. Anyway, you guys, go to iTunes. Please subscribe. That really helps us out. Tell your friends about the show. And we're just going to keep plodding away. One of these days, we're going to decide, hey, we're not making any money at this. Why do we keep doing it? But uh, as of right now, <laughs> we're going to keep on doing it. Yeah. So don't got, don't if, got anything else to do on Tuesdays. If you guys want to sponsor the show, um, you'd have an exclusive. So let us know. Buzz Ooh. at buzzheadmedia.com. We can make you famous. Yeah. I guess we're going to get out of here. Cheerator. See ya. See ya.